Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Karen Way. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Karen. Hey there. How's it going? What? So let's talk about uh, what exactly do you do, Karen? <laughs> I solve problems. How about that? Hey, there I we solve- go. There we go. <laughs> according, to my, according to my state uh, real estate broker's license, um, I sell real estate. Um, I had somebody ask me once if I would list a $40,000 home. And I said, I absolutely, absolutely would because I don't list homes. I take care of people. So that's where the problem solving thing comes into play. Um, the problems change, um, the, the goal changes every single day. That's the best part of real estate. So the worst part of real estate is the goal changes every day. Uh, everything's a little bit different. So uh, that's the worst part of real estate if you are <laughs> a problem solver. Yep, hey, that's <laughs> awesome. So let's back it up a little bit. When you were, uh, when you were younger, did you uh, know you were gonna be an agent when you grew up or what was your plan? That was never the plan. Even after I was an agent, that was never the plan. (laughs) I got into real estate to buy and sell a home. My husband and I adopted our youngest and uh, Lauren is now 23. And um, she came home to us from Romania when she was two years old. And uh, I had resigned from my um, career and I was going to retire and uh, stay home with Lauren. And um, she came to us with some special needs that uh, probably made us a little bit better suited as a family for a ranch style home instead of a two-story. I think that's all kind of funny because I think every child has special needs and we continue with special needs to our life. You know, they always just kind of change. Hers were defined. Uh, and that ranch style home is something I started to look at. And, um, we looked at a couple of homes. We never did move, um, at that point. And, um, I was recruited by the agent, um, by the broker that had the home that we were looking at. So, um, yeah, I worked during nap time and preschool. And, uh, in fact, if you ask my kids, I bet you that they would say I didn't work because I didn't, um, it didn't disrupt our lives and it wasn't a scheduled thing and, uh, fell in love with it. So I kind of say real estate chose me. Hey, that works out good. Did you, uh, when you started out, were you, um, you said you were recruited by them. Were you on a team or were you uh, just kind of solo with them or how'd that, how'd that go? You know, I was a solo agent. Um, I had a gentleman that um, worked in the office with me that wanted to partner. And we did that to begin with, um, which really worked out nice because I never interviewed with any other companies. I wasn't looking to, uh, to get into real estate. Yeah. In fact, I didn't, I didn't even tell anyone. I just thought, you know, I'm just going to see what this looks like. And in fact, I said to the broker, um, he's now retired, but I said to the broker, I said, you know, full disclosure, um, after I move, um, you might not ever see me again. So is that okay? I don't want any hard feelings. He said, no quotas. Um, I'll take my chances and, uh, let you try it out. So that's exactly what I did. And I ended up after 10 months in the business, I was recruited by, um, the largest broker in the area and I uh, ended up working over there with them. And um, here I am 18 years later. <laughs> it's crazy how that works out, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So, so when you were, um, when you were kind of starting out there, you said, um, when, like, when did you decide you wanted to kind of do it full time? You know, um, I decided that um, it was going to be full time when it just wouldn't leave my mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, 
Um, you know, you don't have to work like set, you know, some realtors say they work 80 hours a week. I don't think they're actually working 80 hours a week. We're available a lot of hours, but I never work 40 hours, you know, on real estate. I'm available uh, probably 60 <laughs> hours. But the one thing that's wonderful about real estate is if you're a time manager, you can decide when you're going to work um, and how you're going to make the most of your time. So I get up early in the morning. I get all the things done that I can do that do that does not require daylight or face to face. So all the paperwork, any of the research, you know, making sure that I know what my market looks like, the new listings, all that kind of stuff. Um, emails, that's all done um, pretty close to when the sun comes up, sometimes a little later than that. But um, I'm, uh, I'm fully engaged by nine o'clock um, and usually like nine to three um, face to face with clients. Okay, nice. Did you adapt that structure from the get go or did that kind of evolve over time? Well, you know, I did adapt that from the get go, but it wasn't um, I, what I did with it is it was early morning, but then it was like nap time um, right. or I could get but Lauren was um, in preschool from like 9.30 to 11.30. Okay. So 9.30 to 11.30, I, I ran um, and did the face-to-face -face stuff um, without her with me. And uh, I'll tell you, anyone that needs to uh, take a time management course, borrow uh, a toddler because when they <laughs> nap, it's amazing what you, you can so do. so much done. Life. Yep. <laughs> the church. Yep. For sure. Awesome. <laughs> Well, so kind of how did you get to where you are now then? So you were going through like the time management stuff in the beginning and you structure your day. Mm -hmm. How did you get to where you are now? Um, there were a couple of critical decisions I made. Um, you know, when the market, and this was probably like in 2008, when the market really started to tank and we really started to get into um, bank repos and short sales and there were people that were specializing in short sales, um, which is like a slow death, um, you know, because you just, you work on something for like six months and then last minute, the bank decides that they're not even going, they're just gonna let it go to foreclosure. So you've let down all these people and all that was crazy. But in 2008, I worked for a local company in uh, Lansing, Michigan, that is now part of a Coldwell Banker franchise. But um, I actually hired somebody when everybody else was like downsizing, I, which was very scary. It's still scary to me to this day. <laughs> I hired, I brought on somebody um, and put him on payroll um, for 30 hours. And I was scared to death to have someone be, um, uh, well, like uh, waiting on me or counting on me. Uh, and, uh, but I did it. And I figured, you know, I'm really good with pressure. So if I put pressure on myself, um, I'll make sure I get, um, you know, my 12 bucks an hour times 30 every single week out of that. And uh, that, that really pushed me. And I even had agents that came into my office because she had her own um, office space that I paid for as well. And they, you know, people out of concern said, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You know? So anyways, um, with a very big smile on my face and a whole lot of confidence that, you know, was on the outside when on the inside, I was like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you know, let any of that show. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to buckle down and make this business work. And, uh, I figured if I could do it in 2008, um, when that market turned around, I could do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> so sometimes the risk factor, um, you know, we, we, we encourage other people to do it but it's really hard to do it ourselves and uh, practice what you preach. Yep, <laughs> for sure. So what kind of advice did you get back in the beginning when you started out that uh, kind of stuck with you along the way? 
one thing in particular, and it was a gentleman that I worked with. He's now retired. His name is Bob Pohl. And uh, he, I was looking at, um, oh, they used to, they used to post the sales. Um, so it would have your name, the address and what the property was sold for. And so I was looking at those boards of all that. And, uh, it's kind of like your report card, just hanging out there in front of everybody. And, uh, yeah. he walked up behind me and, uh, said to me over my shoulder, something I will never forget. And I, I give credit where credit's due because I tell people this all the time, but he, and I was a newer agent. I was less than a year old when he told me this, but he said, you know, Karen, um, let me give you some advice. Whatever you do, make sure you can lose everything, but a third of that. And he pointed at the board that had my name on it. Make sure that you can lose everything, but a third of that and still make a living. And I thought that was really, really good advice. And uh, that does two things for me. Number one, it puts me in a position where, um, you know, I'm, I'm always protected financially because I don't count on everything um, that I have that's pending. Although most things, once they are pending, you could pretty much count on. Yeah. But number two, it makes me um, make better decisions because I don't just have one commission check coming in where then I say, okay, well, if this is falling apart, maybe if I give them, you know, a credit here, or I do this, or, I, or maybe I pay for the new carpet or the new refrigerator. I'm not, I'm not tempted to do those things because I can um, keep my head on straight Yeah. with no. Yeah, that's awesome. So I would say that's the best, that was the best advice I ever got. And, uh, and I've never forgotten it. That's awesome. So let's go the opposite direction now. What is one of the worst showings you've went to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, one of the worst showings I would say, uh, because I'll tell you, there are some good stories out there. Um, I'm kind of a boring agent where nothing really cool ever happens to me, but I will say some of the, uh, the craziest ones, um, I had one where the whole family was home and they were having dinner and talking and they're like, Oh, come on in. No big deal. And it was super uncomfortable because they're literally like, I mean, it's like I walked in and um, I was invisible. Their life went on, even though I was there and I'm walking around with my clients. They're super uncomfortable. I mean, is open that up, open up the refrigerator and open up the covered doors when the people are sitting there in the kitchen eating dinner. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I would say that that's the most uncomfortable, but I'm going to tell you one other one that um, is a, a lesson to all of us. Um, it started out kind of funny, but then I thought, you know, that it's pretty amazing, especially where we are as a world right now. I have a friend that did an open house and she had um, a woman come in that um, she did not see drive there. It was busy and there were a lot of people and so she didn't know what car she drove or whatever. And uh, this woman came in and um, come to find out she was homeless. And when, during the open house, she locked herself in the bathroom and took a shower. Huh. Wow. Can you wow. believe that? During and the open house? Yes. Wow. And Paula, yeah. Paula was like, what is going on? Borderline mad, kind of laughing, like, what is seriously? Is this like, is someone videotaping me? <laughs> and, um, the woman waited. She apparently she could, she could possibly hear. Um, and so when she walked out of the bathroom, 
um, she said to Paula, I'm really sorry. Um, I had to do that. And Paula walked, watched her walk off and that knew at that point she must've been homeless. And she said, Paula said, I went from um, being like mad to, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for her. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, sometimes, um, you do not know. So, um, this business of ours, um, reminds me constantly that, what people tell you is only what they want you to know. It's not their whole story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's crazy. That crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I don't think crazy. I've ever heard of any other situation like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, and then, you know, kind of sidebar, um, I said to uh, the agent, Paula, I said, okay, so did you tell the sellers that? Right. And she, yeah. <laughs> she said, I did. She yeah. said, because I didn't know what was used behind that locked door? Did she brush her teeth? You know, I mean, how far did the shower go? You right. don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I know. It. I know it. So yeah. The, so there's kind of like my heartfelt story of someone else's because mine is so boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I like it. Um, so what, uh, what other things do you got going on besides the real estate? have all kinds of crazy cool stuff going on. Uh, I, I do. And uh, you know, I didn't say cool, crazy. I said crazy, cool. Cause it's probably a lot more crazy than it is cool. But, um, you know, I practice what I preach when it comes to real estate and I think you can make a lot of money with it. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly reading and, uh, this whole side hustle thing. Um, I started a little side hustle about, um, two and a half years ago, and I started buying rental properties and I own 22 doors right now. Um, I kind of like multi-units. I've got a 16 and then a a four unit and then a a duplex, which is two. And um, I did that um, all like within a year's time. I said to my husband, I said, do you realize um, that I have purchased whatever the dollar amount was um, in real estate in this last year? And he kind of laughed and looked at me and said, uh, yeah. And I wondered when you were going to figure it out because I <laughs> kept going, you know, so, but, um, but I've been married for 36 years and, uh, he knows me. So, you know, kind of likes my crazy and, you know, that's going to be my retirement. Um, I'm yeah. on a pretty fast track to, um, to get those, um, paid for. And, uh, my portfolio is about, um, well, it's about 75% paid for at this point. Nice. Uh, so I could retire a little bit earlier if I wanted to, but, um, I'll retire with those um, uh, rentals bringing in a six figure to me after my expenses are all paid. So uh, you don't take care of yourself. um, Who's going to? Yep, for sure. That's awesome. That's that's kind of my crazy thing. Um, I finally did move after 31 years um, in the same house and uh, loved that home. Uh, My husband and I downsized to the house we're in now. Uh, Less house, more property. And uh, I... I love to, to walk it and, uh, you know, just, we've got a nice big pond as you saw. And, uh, so I'll be swimming in that this summer and, uh, just, I, I love to be outside. So, uh, that's, I'm excited to kind of groom this place and get it looking the way I want it to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I know it's a definitely a, a definitely a nice property. <laughs> it's we're, pretty good we're liking it. We're liking it so far. It's kind of cool. And the other thing I'm really proud of that's, uh, always in my life. And I, um, and it's really brought me um, a good perspective of 
well, I should say it's it's um, enlightened my perspective on how important systems are um, mm-hmm. in anything you do. You know, you, if you can do it once, great. But talk to me about doing it consistently and show me how to do it because that's really where the success lies. And uh, this June, I'll mark 30 years um, taking insulin every time I eat. And uh, the diabetes thing has taught me a lot of, um, uh, well, just like I said, um, respecting my systems and, uh, you know, staying loyal to the consistency because Mm -hmm. um, I don't care what you're doing. Uh, No one has ever said, you know, I'm sorry, you're too consistent. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's never, no one ever. Yeah. Consistency, consistency, consistency. So yeah. yeah. So every day, um, that, um, uh, diabetes, um, skill set for lack of a better term falls over into my uh, business. And, uh, I know it makes me a better person. I think it probably makes me a better business person too. So there's there's my crazy stuff, my crazy busy. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Awesome. Well, let's say you had to start all over today and all you had was a thousand dollars. How would you spend that thousand dollars? That is interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting. I would, um, I think that I would um, put it all in a, like a social presence. Uh, I think it'd go a really long way. So I could do a lot with it, mm-hmm. but I think I would have um, an online presence. That's very, um, uh, that's very inviting. Um, technology will never replace the relationship because anytime you're going to work with people, um, your tools are technology, but technology does not, um, sell a home. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would put a thousand dollars in something that, um, will compel people to call me. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. What's a, what's one of the best, uh, books that you've read that you could recommend? Um, I would say the compound effect. It's been around since Moses walked the earth. Um, But uh, it's, I just think that Darren Hardy is awesome. Uh, My, my crazy reads are always uh, Grant Cardone. I love that guy. He is hilarious (laughs) uh, and so focused um, and so forgiving of himself. And so many people get in the way of their success because they won't forgive themselves. Mm -hmm. They just keep thinking of the stupid stuff they do. And they just need to get over themselves. And uh, I think Grant Cardone has done a lot of stupid stuff in his life. And he's made a lot of money talking about <laughs> what he's done that's good and what he's done that's bad. That guy is um, real, for lack of a better term. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would say Compound Effect comes to um, uh, to uh, light uh, with that question. But I will say if a book is good enough to read once, I read it at least five times. And the one thing that I do, and I did this with my first Gary Keller book um, back like 15 years ago, um, I bought his millionaire real estate agent book and I bought it at uh, Schuler's over in um, uh, Eastwood Town Center here in East Lansing. And uh, anyways, um, I when I read a book and I, and I like, I read online, I read on my iPad a lot, but I really like if I'm going to study something, I want it on paper because mm-hmm. what I do is I read it with a certain color highlighter and I date it. And then I go back through it again. And uh, it's always interesting to me to see what my mindset was at yeah. that point in my business life. Um, and um, and it's always entertaining to see what I missed. That I'm like, you idiot. That was, <laughs> you saw this, but you didn't see this. <laughs> so I, I just, I blame that on a distraction of a phone or something else that went off. But 
it's really interesting for me to see um, how I evolve as a business person uh, when it comes to that. The other thing that I do occasionally with my books, um, if it's if it's worthy of my time, um, then it's also worthy to teach. So I try and find a way to get the books I love to other people that I would like to mentor or just help out or whatever. Uh, and to do that sometimes, and I used to do some voice work a long time ago, but um, I'll read things that are important to me. Um, I'll read them out loud. Um, and I think it improves my speech, uh, my presentation when I'm in listing appointments or whatever. So um, I, I do some of that sometimes. And, you know, my, my family is now used to it, but they used to come in and like halfway talk to me like, mom, who are you talking to? And then realize I'm, I'm reading out loud out of the book, but you know, there's, there's power in that word that you hear even in your own voice. That's awesome. Yeah, nice. that's definitely, uh, I've read that uh, a book a couple times now. So that's uh, a good one. And it's interesting mm-hmm. too, like how you said your mindset, the more you read it in a different mindset, you're going to pick up on different things that yep. you looked right over the first time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing too is, you know, there are other things that we repeat in our lives. You know, um, a walk is good for you physically. Um, and you don't just do it once and say, okay, now I'm going to just run. Okay. So now I've run. So now I'm going to try yoga. I mean, there's <laughs> the consistencies um, in your life. And, uh, and, you know, reading is the same way. And those resources we do need to get back to, um, and people just don't do it. They don't treat themselves. One thing I try to do, and I say, try, because I really want to do it. And uh, I'm like 50% there. So I, I reward myself because I love to read. I reward myself with reading by trying to get to one of my appointments, um, at least 20 minutes early, just because I'm there doesn't mean I have to go in. So I just park around the corner and then I read for 20 minutes. That's my treat for getting there. And then I can just pull in right when I need to get there rather than reading in my office and going, I go, and then I read. Okay. And, uh, then, you know, I, I go in there refreshed because I've already, I've already had a reward. It's like dessert first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. I like it. How can, uh, how can people get a hold of you? You know, I'll tell you, um, my email is super easy. It's my name at my initials. So it's Karen Way, K-A-R-E-N-W-E-Y, Karen Way at KW.com. My name at my initials. And so my we- cell number, which I'm most accountable to, is 517-202-1502. Hey, that's awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with everyone before we go? You know, I just would like to thank you guys for being professionals that you are, Brad. I remember the very first time I called your company and I remember the address and, uh, and it's kind of a, it's a funny little story that I'll tell you on another day, but uh, <laughs> remember exactly where it was and yep. you just have done such a nice job and it just evolved into such a huge business. So, uh, thanks for, uh, including the, the little people out here in your, in your journey. <laughs> hey, awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Are you Hello? there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.